Welcome everybody to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. Podcast where two weird comedians discuss incredibly normy things like the Big Bang Theory, Survivor, the Star Wars birds, Porgs, or the new Taylor Swift video. I broke my foot again. Or I guess how we broke our foot. How did you break your foot the first time? How did you break it again? I broke my foot the first time running. I fell in a ditch. And I don't, I honestly don't remember how I broke my foot this time. I think I stuck, I think my toe, because I broke my pinky toe, which is a very sensitive bone, a long time ago. And then I think I just stubbed it really, really hard the and other you day. broke it? Yes. What I've been told is if you break a toe, you don't go to the emergency room, you get some electrical tape and you tape it up. Because you can't do anything. Like, you can't set a broken pinky toe. You can try, but it, it's not really worth the time to go to the emergency room. Well, I used to assume it's not worth the money to go to the emergency room. Holy shit. Yeah, and it's not like it really hurts. Like, it hurts, but it's not like I'm in creep. It's like a three- out of 10, so it's like, whatever. Well, just... clearly on your mind, if it's the first thing you're bringing up on this major global podcast, that you broke your pinky toe. But Because when, when I step on it, it hurts more, but it's not like I'm in, in crippling pain. Sure, have you considered not stepping on your own toe? How often a day do you step on your own toe? Every time I take a walk. <laughs> oh, you mean walk on it? Yes. You said step on it. Why would you step? What You know what I meant. I did not know what you meant. Okay. Yeah, that sucks, because you have to be able to... Wait a minute. You hate walking around and going places. All you want to do is hang out in your uh, Himoto Umaru-chan cap that you put two cute little pork pins on. Thanks, Brad, for sending those. Watch the Big Bang Theory and jerk off. Yeah, I don't want to be alive, but unfortunately I have to do that. Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. Yeah. uh, I'm just saying, you could live out your otaku... Dreams. Sriracha taught me that the word otaku, which is a, a, a pejorative term for a Japanese nerd, means house. As in, you literally don't leave the house so much that we are just calling you your house. You are a house. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Okay. But you, all you want to do is be an otaku. Yeah, but I, I would prefer my bone to be an otaku while not having my bones broken. Oh, but I'm just saying, <laughs> don't you sometimes feel guilty sitting around eating potato chips, drinking Diet Cola, watching The Big Bang Theory, playing Age of Empires, which is a game from 1992? Doesn't that, don't you, doesn't that make you feel guilty sometimes? They still have not fixed the multiplayer on that shit. Are you serious? Yeah, or not the multiplayer, the single player. The multiplayer works. But it's really freaking annoying. They don't care about it because it's not making any money. And I'm upset he's spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, Sriracha and I both play Age of Empires 2, which surprisingly, to this day, has a competitive multiplayer circuit. Yeah, they do tournaments. Which is weird. <laughs> it's like, weird. do people care about this game that much? But yeah, they're like, they'll, they'll be like the Microsoft College Cup. So like college kids who were born when Age of Empires 2 came out, can, like, compete to win the cup or this or that. Hey, women in the audience, women and gay guys, you want an in to talk to any dude at any bar, just bring up Age of Empires, ask them what their favorite civilization is. Every guy I have ever met has was real into that game as a kid. I was real into that game as a kid. I absolutely was. Uh... Suraj and I will play sometimes on Twitch, and it's very embarrassing because she's uh, like three times better than me. I lost the last time. Well, that's because we had a third. Because okay, so last time on Twitch, we just invited anyone who wanted to play <laughs> to play, and then me and Suraj just spent so much time fighting over one relic that a third guy just built up an army and swept over both us. of us. Destroyed us, yeah. That Wait. was fun, though. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, no, and if you've never played Age of Empires before. Uh, I got you. I'm your wingman. Here's all you need to say. Your favorite civilization is the Persians because they can create war elephants and they get a 25 villager creation buff. They do? Yeah, you pump out villagers a quarter times faster. I didn't know that. That's fantastic. I don't know why. And the shittiest is the Britons because... It's entirely naval. I assume that their benefits are naval. No, it's entirely arrows, which... 
you need like a lot of archers if you want to seriously fuck up somebody's town. Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. I've been struck with diarrhea right now. Can I go to the bathroom and then come back? We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back I'm with sorry. the loudest podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Welcome back to the loudest podcast, Sriracha. How did it go in there? I have what Mike Cernovich calls mud butt. You know, that's a regular ass term. Like, Mike Cernovich didn't invent the term mud I learned butt. it from Mike Cernovich, though. <laughs> Can you stop learning things from Mike Cernovich, please? Oh, can we read Mike Cernovich's perfect day? No, it'll make you throw up. <laughs> didn't we do that? Didn't we do that? No, we but d- you didn't make it through. You don't know what happens at the second half of the day. We're not reading Mike Cernovich's perfect... Okay, explain what that is real quick, and then, and then I will explain why we're not listening to it. Mike Cernovich's blog um, called the Gorilla Mindset blog or something, and in 2015, he wrote... An article about his perfect day that is still up on his website, and it involves having sex with multiple Chinese women. Yeah, he, like, very specifically goes out of his way to be like, my perfect day opens in bed, having just made sweet love to a exotic East Asian woman. Yeah, I think he has sex with three women over the course of this. It was either two or three, I can't remember. Uh, fucking weeb. Does he not understand... And look, this is something that I do too much as well. Like, on Boomer vs. Zoomer, I will talk about, like, old relationships in the context of, like, dating advice. But, like, I think when I do it, and when Cernovich does it, it's straight up just a red flag that you, like, were, that you, like, feel unconfident in your sexuality. Like, Maddox did this all the time, too, on The Biggest Problem in the Universe. He was always talking about, like, I dated this girl. I dated this girl. I was ho- I was hooking up with this girl. I was sitting on this girl. And it's kind of like, you're just telling people that you, inside, you feel like a nerd. You know what I mean? If you talk about it too much. Yeah, but you do that all the time. <laughs> I literally just own that. Oh, okay. As long I, as you're you'll it. notice that I opened my statement with, I do this on Boomer versus Zoomer all the time. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I believe that. You think, I mean, and this is, he's not saying that he has... But he's saying that he would like to, so I, I still don't give him a pass because that's weird. Well, he's, I mean, he writes blogs about, like, hooking up with girls. And, like, he, I remember he wrote this one thing where he was like, this girl didn't want to hook up with me, but then I did this and this, and then all of a sudden I was getting a hand job in the back of a taxi. Oh, really? I don't read his blog. I just fa- stumbled upon that one. He, like, he also, like, very specifically called out that she was Indian. <laughs> Another weird thing that Cernovich does. He like always specifies the ethnicities of the girls he hooks up with in these. I don't know. It's just another weird red flag. Yeah. When did he get married? Doesn't he have a kid? He has two kids. He's been married. Hasn't he been married the entire time we've been dating? I don't know. We've been dating a long time. Yeah, I know. We've been dating for almost four years. Yeah, so, wait, where, how did we get off on that? So that's what that is. It includes a phrase, mud butt, which is when y- you ever go to the bathroom and then wipe, and it's like you can't, it doesn't matter how many times you wipe, it's just like running toilet paper across a brown marker. <laughs> that's might, what mud butt is. I might restart this. I might restart ah! this segment. I might restart this segment. It's very Cernovich heavy. Okay, fine. And now, and now you're talking. You literally asked me to tell the audience what it was. Okay, I'm not restarting this segment. I'm not restarting this segment, but congratulate you've now now you've you found an, another way to horrify me. Instead of walking me through Mike Cernovich's perfect day, you're walking me through Sriracha's imperfect ass. <laughs> it really hurts. What's with you today? I don't Your know. Your toe my body. is screaming at you. Your butt is in. It, do you do you? It, you want me to call up Monkey and, and have him take over? Are you okay? No, I'm great. I just have bronchitis. You have bronchitis? Yeah. A broken pinky toe and your butt hurts. And my back. What's wrong with your back? My body is giving out. I'm getting old, man. I feel terrible for you. I'm you sorry. Should. You I, should. Like, 
look, I understand that in a comedy podcast, I'm supposed to like bust on you and like bust your chops, but like, I just feel bad for you. Yeah, no, you can make fun of me. Go ahead. I don't want you to. You crippled bitch. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to call you that. I don't like either of those words. Putting them together, I double hate them. Fun fact, fun story. Uh, my friend, my friend that I link up with occasionally. Is taking another class in comedy, like an improv class. Interesting. And apparently her teacher told her, and she can't say the word bitch. And she can't say the word bitch. And she was like, why not? And the teacher said, because it's offensive. And she said, why is it offensive? And the teacher, I swear to God, this is what she said. She just said, she said, it's just a, not a nice term. Listen to more podcasts. I'm like, well, not this one, bitch. What? Where is your teacher where is your friend taking this class do you really want me to say it yeah is that same cool? place i took the class oh oh uh oh okay so like ucb new york yes okay yeah um a friend of mine recently did an improv scene where she initiated as like an offensive um uh uh hmm what's the term a, a, like a cultural sensitivity trainer who was super offensive Oh, really? And so she That's came- hilarious. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. It was really funny. But she came out and she started talking about, and I don't want to say these words, but she used the Q word that that refers to the gay community. Okay. And then she also uh, used the word that refers to the African-American community that begins with a D. What? It uh, rhymes with parkies. Oh, wow. That's a term? That's a common thing? I didn't know that was like an official racial slur. I thought that was just something jackasses. No, it's like a bad, bad racial. But the thing is, her teacher stops the class and (laughs) goes like, I'm wounded and offended by what you've done. And I'm kind of like, isn't class where you're supposed to be allowed to fail? Like, it's improv class. You're paying $300 to learn improv. Like... Do you have to stop the whole class to tell someone how wounded and offended you are? Yeah, you know, I was pretty damn upset at one point because the teacher I had, it was fun. I would take another improv class. I promise fun. But the teacher I had would just randomly stop the scene and tell me what I'm doing wrong. Like, can you at least really get my jokes out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex- yes, exactly. It's can, just- we, can I have... Like, this is level one improv, bro. Can we wait till the end of the scene before you give us notes? Yes! Look... And look, it's this weird thing where, like, you know, in stand-up or in podcasts or on, on YouTube or whatever, I do personally think that, like, we should try to make everybody comfortable. You know, I don't think if you use offensive <laughs> words, you should be put in jail or, like, kicked like kicked off of Twitter or whatever. It's just like, uh, I, I just think that, like, hey, look, the world's a tough place. Maybe we don't need to use, maybe we, maybe we want to make people fucking comfortable. But it's like in an improv class... It's like a, it's, it's a laboratory. Like, you're supposed to be able to screw up in an improv class and not be made to feel like a huge asshole. So this thing with my friend, it went all the way up to, like, the heads of this improv school, which were these, like, two woke bros. And they told her, like, if you ever say anything like this again, you will be expelled. And so she told them, well, the teacher did this whole scene about how a guy couldn't read and how it was funny that this guy couldn't read. How is that not ableism? And then the heads of the improv in school went, well, maybe he chose not to learn how to read. And she was like, fuck this. Give me a refund. Oh, liberal hypocrisy exposed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. It's like, it's just like, uh. That's nuts. No, I mean, I'm trying to think. I, I, I just personally, it's like, look, generally, the world is a tough place. Like, there, there are like gay kids out there that get the Epsler screamed at them in the most hateful terms by their super hateful parents or classmates. Like, what do we need to use the F slur? Like the the like my boss once told me that like there was this was in the 1970s in Ohio. My boss was like getting bullied by an African American kid, so he called the kid the N word. Oh, that's, yeah, that's gonna stop the bullying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they both got called to the principal's office, and he was like, and this like giant African American bully kid started crying and was like. It's the one word we ask you not to use. <laughs> it, like, like, like he was like, can you, he, he was like, it really, really hurts to get called that word. And I, I hear this story and I'm thinking to myself, like, 
these fucking kids like Clegg who are like, free speech warriors, free speech warriors. It's like, look, yeah, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be put in jail for using this word, but it really hurts people's feelings. Can you not be an edgelord for 10 seconds? I mean, yeah, but if you're in an improv, like, okay, I get like telling a white person, like, don't say the N word, that's, you don't need to, but telling them you can't, that's like you said, you're supposed to fuck up. <laughs> well, the other thing that I think is interesting about improv is that she is playing a bad character. Like, she's playing a character who is unoffensive and she doesn't realize she's offensive, sensitivity, like, trainer like if somebody portrays a kkk member in the movies we don't go get that guy like there's with improv there's like a layer of characterization so like when your friend uses the b word it's like well yeah maybe maybe i don't know don't call a baby the b word in the supermarket but if you're playing a character who's like a 14 year old uh, stoner girl from the valley she would say the B word. And also, uh, fuck you. She's a woman. She could say the bitch word. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> like, I feel like this would have played out very differently if the teacher told an African-American not to say the N word. <laughs> you're goddamn. Wait, was the teacher a woman? Yes. Okay. I know. I wish it was a man. But <laughs> that would be great. I won at one point in <laughs> that improv class. <laughs> Somebody. I just have this very specific memory of a guy directly asking the teacher, so what accents can I do? I was like, oh, shit. I remember this. Italian. It's always funny. <laughs> Italian. baby da bop and I'm making a pizza. It's never offensive and it's always hilarious. I remember, because cause didn't your teacher specifically answer... Like, wasn't your te- didn't your teacher say you're allowed to do an Italian pizza guy? You're not allowed to do an Indian guy. No, it was something like he was taken aback by the guy, <laughs> <laughs> as was I. But I was hysterically laughing, and he was like trying to stutter out an answer. I don't even remember what he said. I- it was just very funny in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I am now going to list the accents you are allowed to do. Wait. Let's see if we can come up with a list. What do you think? Russian. Always funny. Russian, always funny. Moose and squirrel. Yes, moose and squirrel. The more exaggerated the Russian accent is, the better. Nuclear whistles. Minnesota. Oh, yeah, Minnesota. Wait, as we say the accents, we have to do the accents. Uh, Oh, this is a new segment I wanted to do, actually. It's called First Impressions. No, that's a lie. You just made that up right now. It's number two. You want to look up the list? No, I don't. It's right here on number two. I believe you. Right between Garfield apps and dating profiles is First Impressions. I think we could both do impressions, and I think we need to do more impressions. Okay. Okay, so... So what you're going to hear right now is our first chance at trying to do impressions. First impressions, ethnicity and regional dialects edition. Oh, yeah, Minnesota. Oh, oh, jeez. Minnesota. I walked outside and there was a moose in my fucking yard. <laughs> keep going. Uh, other accents. No, keep going with your Minnesota accent. <clears throat> oh, oh, no. I think it's going to snow again. I'm Minnesota nice. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. I like listening. No, now that's becoming Canadian real yeah, fast. Yeah, you can. Canadian's also a good one, though. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I love... I, have you... This is something you've noticed. I can't hang on to an accent for more than three syllables without yeah, it becoming what? Australian. Why is that? I don't know. Australian's also a good one. Oh, I might. Australians put another accent on a barbie. Oh, man. I had such a good Australian accent nailed down when I lived there. And I can't. I don't know if I can do it anymore. I Give it a try. shot. First impressions. First of all, did you know that in Australia they have Outback Steakhouse, but they're not Australian themed. They're just steakhouses. I've heard that. Okay. Tell me that in your Australian accent. I'm trying. Okay. How I always used to get this started is I sat next to this one guy in my physics class named Troy who would always talk to me and I would mimic things that he was saying so I have to think of something he would I'll be, say I'll be Troy real quick hey good on you mate dunkaroos are dunkalicious do you have the stream key do you have the stream key for lob oh. uh, <laughs> you have the stream yeah so in Australia they have uh, they have Outback Steakhouses and a lot of Americans assume, like, when you come over, oh, you can get a big kangaroo burger. And we, it's true, we do, we do eat kangaroos, but yeah, you got you got to look for it. <laughs> we call them roos. Yeah. No, I can't, I can't do it anymore. That Damn was it. pretty good. All right, Italian. 
and Irish are okay. I think. What do you think? I can't do an Irish. What is an Irish accent? An Irish accent for an Irish girl. Scottish is good too. Scottish is different. Can you do Scottish? Um. Oh, fuck off, Kendall. Keep going. (laughs) Kendall and her fucking dog over in my yard again. I've been kidding, considering calling the benefits office because that fucking bitch has been taking money under the table for months. I can't. No, this That's is That's great. You're killing it. I can't do this. This is segment stupid. is going so great. It's called First Impressions. Okay. Now I'd like to switch to you doing the song Friday as Christopher Walken. No, I don't want to do it. <laughs> okay. Sarat, this is how I thought of the segment First Impressions. <laughs> Sriracha told me that in that in junior high school, she would sing Friday as Christopher Walken to make her friends laugh. I love it. And that's so cool. It's Friday. Fri- Friday. Friday. Fri- Friday. Gotta, Gotta get everybody's looking forward to the weekend. <laughs> there you go. Partying. P- partying. Yes. Partying. <laughs> yes. Partying. <laughs> partying. Yes. All right. Now to round out, we're going to do the first impressions challenge, where we each name a celebrity or thing that the other person has to impress. Oh, this is going to go real great for the person that didn't watch TV till she was 16. Okay. You have to do Captain Picard, go. Uh, I don't know what he sounds like. I don't know what he sounds like. I'm intentionally screwing you here, because you you just gave me your weakness that you didn't watch TV until you were... Wait, why didn't you watch TV until you were 16? Were you not allowed to? Yes. Well, the listener doesn't know that. Okay, uh, my parents are very weird, or were very weirdly religious. My mom still is, and I was only allowed to watch VeggieTales, and uh, those local, and anime, because cartoons are for kids, because that fucking brilliant. Nailed it. Excellent logic. Wait, did you watch any, like, super dirty anime? Oh, God, yeah. Tell, well, you tell me. Um, back in the early 2000s, there was a lot of harem anime that was just out there, and that that probably has fucked with my sexuality and my perception of sex. Now, now harem anime, as I understand it, from having known Sriracha for almost four years now, is an anime where uh, a kid goes to school and... He's like the only boy. For some reason, there's been like a computer error, and he's the only boy in a, a school that's entirely filled with girls. And I don't know, they can't transfer or something because of the computer. So he has to go to an all girls school, and all the girls want to bang him, but he just wants to be left alone. That's a good example of a harem anime trope. Uh, it's more general than that. It's just that you have Normie McNorm fuck, and then for some reason, there's seven girls, seven. More than five girls that are obsessed with him for no discernible reason. Like, he doesn't have any... He's not particularly funny or smart or athletic or anything. So you can, as the male watching it, project yourself onto it, uh, to him, and think, well, who would I end up dating? Can you describe the common harem anime waifu tropes? Okay. uh, You got one who's really mean... One who's really nice, one who has big tits, one who has small tits. You just need something for everybody. Keep going. That's all I know. Really? Yeah. There's not. What about the student council president? Yeah, the student council president. There's uh, maybe one that's a singer. Okay. I do. I do. I do. do. Is there? Isn't there always one who's like crazy and in her own world and wet? She hides in the trees and reads poetry, and she wears a bunny hat. Uh, I don't think so, but I have seen those characters. <laughs> okay. Give me the Japanese... To- oh, by the way, as I'm asking Sarasa these questions for those who aren't watching at home, her face is like screaming at me. Please stop talking about this. This is making me nervous. You're embarrassing me. I wish you'd stop talking about this. So tell me, what are the hyper-specific names of these anime characters like... Uh, uh, isn't one like Sundere and one is the this? Oh, okay. So we get stop the show when you're uncomfortable. But when I'm uncomfortable, we just keep on pushing. Wait, when did gotcha. we stop the show when I'm uncomfortable? Literally 20 minutes ago when I started talking about Mike Cernovich. We did not stop the show. I threatened to stop the show as a joke. No, that was not a joke. Okay, no, it wasn't a joke. Well, I was just talking about, ru- talking about rubbing your, a piece of paper towel over a brown marker. 
Russell Greer put out a new song, everybody. <sighs> you all, all want right. to listen to it right now? All right. Okay. You know what? <laughs> just, just give me the Russell. Just tell me about the... Okay. Okay. So, Taylor Swift. But it remind people who Russell Greer is. On our last episode, <laughs> Russell Greer is a gentleman from Utah <laughs> who has sued Taylor Swift twice now. Once he has sued Ariana Grande, and once he has sued uh, the object of his true affection, a random hooker <laughs> from Nevada. But I digress. He has run out of money, I think. So now instead of suing to try to get these celebrities' attentions, he is writing music like diss tracks about Taylor Swift. And he was going to release it on the 26th, which was yesterday. So we're 20, filming this on the 27th. Because... Her new music video has just come out. It's and and this is something that I actually found out about uh, through, um, you know, one of my uh, one of my things of my job is social media listening. Social media listening is a very fancy term for reading social media and finding out what the kids are into. But like when we're in front of the client, we're like, ah, social listening tells us that this. And it's like, you mean <laughs> clicking on the hashtag? And it's sitting around jerking off on Twitter all day. That's fantastic. I'm the best social listener. Yeah. And we don't call them like trends. We're like, ah, there are, there's a signal. Uh, we're, we, we've gotten a signal. The, the social listening department has a new signal, which is people are excited about the Taylor Swift. So Taylor Swift is t- keeps tweeting like 426, 426, 420, and like a particular shade of pink. Yeah. Did you watch the music video? No, I, I, I it's lame. I Don't just, bother. I just learned enough about it to be able to reference it on, in a stand, in stand up. But Siraj is telling me that this new Taylor Swift video has got the panic at the disco guy. It's got guy. Brandon Yuri in it, who I'm not happy with. Not happy with him because he's trying to be, he's getting too hot and he's getting too big for his britches now. Okay. Now I did not, I didn't, I, I know what Panic at the Disco is again, entirely as a, as a reference. Cause doesn't the word panic end in an exclamation mark? Yes. It's like panic at the disco. Yeah. Oh man. That was good. The Holy Trinity is uh, My Chemical Romance, Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco. It's like the three emo bands. <laughs> Every girl my age was a do in high school. Not See, high school, middle school. When I was in high school and <coughs> in college, like emo was just like the cure. Emo was like, or uh, or I don't know, uh, Depeche Mode, like love, love will tear us apart again. Or like I'm Morrissey, I'm making you sad, but I don't want you. To who cry? But I didn't know emo was fucking the panic at the disco to you kids. Yeah, no, I think there's two iterations of emo. Like you had the like the sad, lonely emo, and then mine was like I guess it's more of a scene kid. But I would never call myself a scene. Kid. You were a scene kid. No, I was into that music. Though. Okay, I was not allowed to be a scene kid. <laughs> but oh yeah, Sriracha told me there was a juice bar. Can we talk about that? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Sriracha said all the other cheerleaders... Oh, by the way, Sriracha was, like, super into anime and 4chan. She was also a cheerleader. Like, um, Sriracha told me that all the other cheerleaders got to go to the juice bar. There was some weird fucking thing when I was in, uh, high school, like, early high school, ninth, 10th grade. And it was something like an under-18 nightclub. I have a very, very vague idea of what it actually is because I was never allowed to go. But they would have foam parties and dance parties and it was like a rave, but there was no alcohol. It was very weird. Do you know what a foam party is? It's when you dance and they throw foam all over you, isn't it? Yeah, there's a they fill a big room with this foam that doesn't fuck up your clothes. Yeah, sounds like a great way to get herpes. <laughs> oh my god, you're right! That foam is like one giant transmissional membrane. Yeah. Holy shit. Because you know there's some jizz getting in that foam because kids are like grinding on each other and all this. And it's Los Angeles, so everybody has measles. <laughs> yeah. There's, I didn't even think of that's what foam is for so that you can give somebody a hand job and nobody knows. Holy shit. Now I know why my parents let me, Dan never let me go. But dude, no, I would never let my fucking kid go to that. Are you kidding me? That's a place probably rife with pedophiles yeah that's the thing that that's the thing that like freaked me out most about the because i assume this juice bar is still open like if there's one thing you because kids can't get into bars yet 
but they want to feel cool. Sell them a nine dollar cup of orange juice and let them go fi- and let them go finger each other in the bathroom. Yeah. Wow. That might be the worst thing I've ever said out loud. How do you feel? Anyway, phone parties. Wait, <sighs> we gotta throw. We need to do another. Uh, we need to do a live episode of the Loudest Podcast, you and I. We need to find a city and do it. Me and Monkey are going on tour, and that's going to be fine. But, like, uh, maybe me and you should do Los Angeles. I would love to go back to Los Angeles. I want to go to uh, that record place, and I also want to go to one of those all-you-can-eat hot pots. We don't have those in New York City. I'm fucking are, upset. Are you sure we don't have those in New York Dude, City? Dude, I have looked. There is one, and they don't take reservations unless if you have more than six people. Okay. It's like $50 each. Oh, here's what happened to me in one of these fucking places. Uh, Suresh and I like going to this like very small chain of uh, Japanese uh, hibachi restaurants, and... And I, I make a reservation. Suraj is late because she got train fucked. Because in New York, for the ever since Suraj has moved here, so for three and a half years, the trains just don't work. They don't work. They just don't work. It's just bad. Like in LA, the thing was always like, I got fucked on the 405. There was construction. The 10, the 10 to the 5 interchange was working. Now in New York, we have our own version of that too, and it's called getting train fucked. And so I get there. I make us a reservation. I get there and... uh and uh, I, I go, hey, uh, table for two. Uh, I got a reservation under Steve, which is my reservation name because yeah. I don't want to make people say stereos. And and the lady goes, uh, is your whole party here? And I go, well, it's just a table for two. Then I'm here. I mean, could I sit down and start ordering some food? And she goes, oh, no, I'm sorry. It's our policy that we can only seat complete parties. Are you serious? Yes. And, and I go, I go, well, it's a table for two. I mean, unless you have a table that's specifically for one, like... That's called a bar. (laughs) I'm I'm only taking one table. What's the problem? And she goes, I'm sorry. It's our policy. I go, well, then you know what? I'd like to cancel that reservation, and I'd like a table for one, please. And then the lady goes, is your date not coming? I go, yeah, she canceled. I got stood up. But I'd still like to eat. And the girl goes, well, it's going to take a couple of minutes to get a table ready. And I go, well, you had a table ready for a party of two and eight. So can you perhaps give me the table that you were going to give to the party of two and give it to the party of one? And then she sits me down. And then I order a bunch of food. And then when Sriracha arrives a half hour later... All the food is waiting for her, and the drinks are waiting for her. Johnny, Johnny kills it over here with the. I said it. She didn't have to wait for a goddamn thing. She starts eating. Such a plenty about being train fucked. That's what you gotta do. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I had no idea I inconvenienced you that bad. I thought you were just sitting there enjoying a knack. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I, I was having a great time. I was organizing my Pokemon. Another thing is me and Sriracha are into Pokemon going, oh, wow, the caffeine really just hit me real hard. Really? Yeah, I could tell. Oh, my God. I cannot believe they do that. Fat's fucked. It makes no sense. Look, I get not wanting to sit one dude if it's a party of four. Like, I get I get not wanting to sit two dudes with a party of eight. It's a party of two. Why the fuck not? You're there. You have a reservation. Yes. Sit your ass down. It's the same table. Or, or take one of the chairs away. <laughs> From now on, I'm only making a reservation for one at good. that chain. Fucking good. Because yeah. one of us will be late every time. Yes, exactly. Because in New York, we're always getting train fucked. Anyway, after we had that dinner, we went out to play Pokemon Go. That was an awesome day. That was an I cannot wait till tomorrow where we do it again. <laughs> yes. Sriracha got Sriracha got into Pokemon. What got you back into Pokemon? I don't know why we're getting into Pokemon Go. I never got to play it when it was big because I lived in Australia and I had like a flip phone. Oh. Because data is way too expensive. You can't. If you don't have an Australian carrier, it's impossibly expensive. It's something like $20 a day. Jesus Christ. Just to get data. No. So I could not play Pokemon Go. But I really, really wanted to, and I rediscovered it today. I don't... Why did everybody stop playing Pokemon Go? You know, just because the game was... Just because at some point the game got boring originally. Like, uh, you couldn't battle each other. You couldn't trade Pokemon. Like, uh, like for years, Pokemon Go is just this. You walk around the city, spinning discs, finding pokes, taking over gyms. That's it. Like, there weren't raids... Um, there weren't trades or raids and, uh, you couldn't battle another player. Like it was just kind of an incomplete experience. Wait, how could you, 
take over a gym if you couldn't battle. Well, you could battle the gym, but like me and you can have a Pokemon fight. Oh, now, cool. And we couldn't before. That's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I could see how that could get boring. Yeah, and also it was like there, you know, there's 151. Po- there were 150 Pokemon. Actually, I think originally they only released like 100. So you know, you would get a million Ratatatas and a million Pidgeys, and if you were lucky, you'd find like one Pikachu. And it was very hard to find the mythical ones and the rare ones. There weren't the quests. Like, now there's, like, a questing element. So, like, the game is really developed. I still don't think it's as much fun as Let's Go Pokemon right now for the Switch. My niece is playing Let's Go Pokemon. I've never played it. How do you play? It's it's pretty brilliant. It's just, uh, you play a Nintendo Switch. It is... It's just like the Game Boy Pokemon experience. You're walking around town, you find an item so you can cut down a bush, you can get to another town, you can defeat another gym leader, so you can get this, you can get that. And um, But you also will encounter random Pokemon on the street, and then you have to catch them with the Pokemon Go flick element. Uh. And the Switch also sells its little controller... It's like, imagine a real Pokeball that has, like, a wrist strap. So you strap it to your wrist, and then you throw the Pokeball at the screen. And 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 then on the screen, it travels and it does the thing. And then, like, when you catch the Pokeball, it vibrates. Also, you can take this little controller for a walk. And when you do, it'll give the Pokemon inside the ball experience. There's two... There's, like, Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu, and they're both pretty cool. Yeah, I have a big... There's something about games with a physical IRL element that really, really makes me excited. And I think it's just because when I was in um, high school, Pokemon Gold, Heart Gold and Soul Silver was the big game. And that had a Pokewalker. And what it was is you held it up. I don't remember how you got the Pokemon in the walker, but you, had like, held it up to your DS or something. I gotta stop saying, like... You held it up to your DS, and you could send a Pokemon to the Pokewalker, and it was like a pedometer. It was a pedometer, and I would go on runs with cross-country or track team and come back, and it would say something. Eevee has evolved 20 levels while you were on your run, and then I destroyed it with my own tit sweat. I heard about the tit sweat thing, so you would put it between your tits, huh? Yeah, I had to put it, because where else do you put it? You well, know? traditionally, you're supposed to clip it to your shoelaces. Your shoelaces? That's what you're... Yeah. You couldn't clip it to anything. It was just a little smooth ball. There was there was like an original Pokewalker for the old Game Boy, or maybe for the Game Boy Advanced, and it had a little clip, and you were supposed to clip... Because I remember kids in my school had a clip to their shoelaces. Yeah, well, damn, I put it in my bra and destroyed it. Maybe... Was, your, was it like a keychain? Was yours like a keychain thing? Because I can understand not having a place to put your keychain when you're out running. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Pokemon Go, I love... I also... The thing I like about Pokemon Go is the physical element. The only things that will get me to go outside are Pokemon Go and cigarettes. Those are the only two reasons I can think of to go outside. Are you smoking again? I'm trying to quit. when, When did you start smoking? After I stopped drinking and doing drugs. Are you serious? It's not... Yeah, but oh. I keep throwing... No, I mean, look, we can talk about... I mean... No, I just... I'm I'm surprised because I have not smelled cigarette smoke on you. Oh, yeah. I, uh... I throw the packs away, or I leave them where the homeless can find them. <laughs> like, like, gift of the Magi's, That's like... That's their Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, the other day on the way to work, I just kept... I was on the train, I kept thinking, like... I, I need a cigarette, I need a cigarette, I need a cigarette. So like, I get out of the train station, I go to the gas station, I get a pack of Natural American Spirits and a lighter. I smoke one Natural American Spirit, and I'm like, this is making me sick. Oh, this is making me feel so sick. But I just spent $15 on them, so I guess I should take a... So like later, like I take a smoke break, and I'm like, oh, God. This is like eating... It's like drinking a Guinness. It's like a Natural American Spirit is like so thick. Um... And then, like, and then I had a third one. I was like, oh, my stomach, it hurts so much. And so I just left the pack out. We, we were having, like, auditions that day at the office. So there were, like, a million models coming in and out. And I was like, I bet a model is just going to take this full pack of cigarettes. Yeah, that's like candy for them. Yeah, I mean, that's what they eat. And then, like, I went back downstairs on my lunch break, and lo and behold, it was gone. It's weird. I have the addiction for cigarettes, but cigarettes make, I don't. 
inhaling, I don't get any buzz off inhaling the smoke. The smoke actually makes me sick. I can never finish more than like four cigarettes in a pack of cigarettes. But when I don't have cigarettes, I just keep going, man, I really wish I had a cigarette. Get a vape. <laughs> but How old are you? Get a vape. But then I would really do that. The thing I'm afraid of with the vape is like, well, A, you, you're vaping. Yeah. That's not good. Not good. At least smoking a cigarette looks kind of cool. True. Like, yesterday I saw some awesome Japanese new wave movie from the 1970s. Everybody's smoking cigarettes. They've all got, like, cool sunglasses on. They're wearing suits and they're smoking cigarettes. I'm like, God damn, that's cool. I saw this awesome ad for cigarettes the other week from the 1970s. Yeah? It was a woman about eight months pregnant <laughs> smoking a cigarette. And <laughs> the caption under it was... You heard that pregnant woman shouldn't smoke because it causes low birth weight. So I get the cool taste of Wilson's, a slim baby and an easy birth. It sounds like a win-win-win. I was like, oh my God, this is freaking awesome. Was that ironic or... No, it was a very real ad from the 70s, I think. That's fantastic. A slim baby. I miss the days of advertising when you could just say whatever you wanted. Like, I joined advertising at the wrong time. Now it's it's like, oh, we have to run this by our legal department and the client's legal department and the FDA and this. Or, or like, if there's an app, it's like, oh, we need to make sure that kids couldn't get this app. We can't target kids with this app. Privacy concerns, this, that. In the 1950s, you could just be like, alcohol gives you superpowers, especially rubbing alcohol. Drink rubbing alcohol. Go to, go to where, go to the machine shop where you work. Find the find the alcohol that's used to power the machines. Drink it. It'll make your muscles bigger and it'll give you two dicks. The alcohol used to power the machines. Yes, because during the um, because uh, during prohibition, a lot of people were getting drunk off of like industrial strength alcohol that was used to power machines. So. The American government, I don't know if it was the American government or the state government, but somebody was like, put poison in that then. And then tell everybody that we put poison in it and they won't drink it. And like 50,000 people died. <laughs> yeah, I was, reading the, I was reading the Wikipedia article on like the temperance movement and prohibition. Because there's all this cool stuff about prohibition. For example, did you know that NASCAR came from prohibition? No. Yeah. Like in the South, people started developing incredibly super fast slim cars so they could run rum between towns and outrace the cops. Wow, that's a cool fact. Yeah, and then that just became fucking NASCAR. There's also 200 dry counties left in America today. Dry as in they don't sell. Yeah, no. Um we went to when I was in college. At one point we did a road trip to a beach in New Jersey that was dry, but it just meant it wasn't like it was illegal to drink there. It was just no, there were no bars or liquor stores. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something like that. Like a dry county, at least the way I understand it is it's functionally, it's it's either impossible or incredibly <sighs> difficult to get alcohol in them. I mean, all we had to do was drive to the next beach, pick up some beer and then drive over. But... I mean, yeah, but what if you live there? I'd be a P and A. Yeah, it'd be a P and A. So like, so you gotta go. You like, you gotta go across county lines every time you want to get a drink. That's terrible. And there's no bars in your town. Where are people gonna hang out? And so if there's no bars in the town, then you're gonna drive to the next county, drive back all fucked up, and cause a, and get, get, kill some kid with your Dewey machine. True. All right. Well, we were talking about Pokemon Go. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember how we. So Sriracha got into Pokemon Go recently. So of course I got into Pokemon Go. And it is the only, it's like one of the two only reasons I can think of to go outside. Last night, after I got out of Avengers at midnight, Sriracha was like, well, come home and let's watch the Big Bang Theory. And I was like, I'd love to, but I'm in midtown Manhattan right now and there's so many pokes around and I, I gotta catch these pokes. I don't blame you. There's so many pokey stops too. It's so cool. I love the gift aspect. I like opening all of your gifts. <laughs> I sent you a gift last night at like one in the morning. Let's see where it's from. Doop, 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 doop. Can't imagine being 16 and waiting for Romeo on that white horse, <laughs> making you believe it was love story. I know heartbreak all too well. I get you. I get you. Did it. 
When I got down, I turned up your sick beats. So I wrote you a song to say thanks for helping me get on my feet. But good intentions hit the fan. Yeah, you don't like your fans. And it's making me sad. Hey, 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 hey. No, I don't get you. Nana Taylor Swift. No, I don't get you. What do you mean my GPS can't load? Is it? Was there a song that she released called I Get You? And is, is he like coming back at that with I Don't Get? Oh, by the way, listeners, in case you don't know, Sriracha's singing... A Russell Greer song about Taylor Swift. Russell Greer is again the guy who sued Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift wouldn't have wouldn't go on a date with him, right? Yeah, uh huh. You know, no, his first song that he made for Taylor Swift was called "I Get You, Taylor Swift." Got it. And she did not reciprocate his efforts. Actually, what made him lose his freaking mind? Like he sent the song to her agents, and he was like, "I wrote this song for Taylor Swift. I hope one day that I can be a songwriter for her." And her agents were like. It is so frustrating to read these emails between Taylor Swift's agents and Russell Greer. Not because uh, they did anything wrong, but because they are so insanely patient with this guy. They're like, uh, actually, no, we can't accept any uh, musical submissions. So then he fires off another email explaining, no, I don't. I just want to give her a gift as a song. I'm not giving her a song to sing. And the guy's like, well, yeah, but we can't accept. And then he sends him another email, like two more emails. He sends him a video of himself trying to explain. And the guy even calls him personally on the phone and leaves a message. And I know this because he posted it on SoundCloud. Uh-huh. Of the guy just e- explaining the concept of no unsolicited works policies. And so he took another avenue, which was sending gifts, like an excessive number of gifts, to Taylor Swift's mother and brother. And then he sued Taylor Swift. And in the response to the first lawsuit, Greg Scordas, which is Taylor Swift's lawyer in Utah, writes that her mother and her brother found his excessive attempts at contacts invasive and troubling and then he just lost his freaking mind like he interpreted that not as a legal response but as a personal attack on his character and he's like he says swears up down sideways taylor swift slandered me taylor swift uh hates all her fans she hates me and in actual life she probably has no idea who this guy is i hope not i fucking i fucking hope oh by the way the reason that unsolicited works policies exist is because like uh like uh, if somebody just sends a script to comedy central like uh and then comedy central later puts out a script that's similar Oh, that guy would sue Connor Central to say you stole my stuff. Like, so unsolicited uh, works policies exist, like, on the off chance that things are similar, that there's just no fucking lawsuit. Yeah, right. Like, if you send in a song and it happens to be similar to something that's already in production, they can freaking sue you. Yeah, exactly. And because all these songs sound the same <laughs> yes. and are the same, I bet that happens a lot. It does. The thing that, the, the reason that Russell Greer stories make me sad is this, is that, like, we as a society have no way to stop this from happening. Like, how many times has Russell Greer sued Taylor Swift? How many times have they met in court? He has sued Taylor Swift two times. He's currently threatening to maybe sue her again. He has sued Ariana Grande once. How many times has he met Taylor Swift or Ariana? Zero, because apparently he still doesn't know that. I think he has this delusion that Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande have to personally show up in Utah small claims court. Yes. <laughs> Which is not not how that works at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You hire Greg Scordis for that. It's just, it's like, it really depresses me that like, well, we live in a country where you can, you can A, like, just use a legal system to fuck someone else. And obviously I have like personal experience with that. But B, that like, we live in a country where there are these guys like Russell Greer and Christine Chan running around causing measurable physical and financial damage. Oh, Chris, uh, Russell is much worse. But Christine Chan CWC. ran a guy over with her car and pepper sprayed another guy. Yeah, but Christine. Yeah, but are you really going to? Yeah, but she ran over the manager of a GameStop because the guy didn't want her coloring in Sonic's arms. No, she pepper sprayed an employee at GameStop. She ran over Michael Snyder. 
tell people about that. Uh, Michael Snyder, owner of the game place. Uh, it's not exactly known what happened, but uh, Chris, at the time, Christine was Chris. Chris gets banned from the game place for yelling at a couple kids over a card game. <laughs> he shows back up begging with the owner to be unbanned. Yeah. Yeah, not much is known what happened from that day, but Chris storms out calling Michael Snyder a Jew. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you never heard that. No, we have. Okay. It's How on about, video. It's on video. I believe you. How about this? How about after this episode, we finally record the Christine Shane bonus episode? Yeah, that's good. I got an outline. All right, cool. I, I'll go. I'll run out and get us some more Diet Cokes. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So not much is known for that day, but charges of assault and assault on a police officer were filed, and I believe it was because either Chris or Chris's mom, Barb, hit Michael Snyder with car. Yeah. Like, that's why this shit depresses me. There's no way to stop these people in America. Like, we just let them run around hurting people. There's, like, no, like, medical or social safety net. Like, we don't put them in a hospital where they get help. Like, we don't give them the pills they need. Like, we're just kind of like, well, fuck it. Free free range animals in America. Like, we're just going to let Christine Chan and Russell Greer run around causing thousands of dollars in damages. I mean, Greg Scordis probably bills at $1,000 an hour. If he has to fucking fly to Utah to go... I mean, actually, he probably bills way more. He's probably on, like, a fucking million-dollar retainer. So, I'm sorry, you're saying? Oh, no, Greg, just correcting. Sorry. Uh, Greg Scordis is her Utah... I imagine Taylor, like, someone... As big and rich as Taylor Swift has a lawyer on retainer in any every state just to handle little shitty shits yeah. like this that pop up. Greg Scordis is a Utah lawyer who lives in Salt Lake City, and apparently he caps his fees at like fifteen hundred dollars or something, oh. which is really really nice of him. Wow! But um, he and I. The only reason that I know that is because in the Ariana Grande trial, Russell was thirty minutes late to his own court date. And the judge, somebody from the internet went and, like, wrote down everything that was being said. I know what that's like. Yeah. And um, apparently the judge was like, how am I, what did you incur in fees? Because I'm so PO'd. Not only that I didn't get to talk to this guy. And also, Russell was going on there and saying shit like, I realized he was being hyperbolic, but the judge really did not like that he was going on Facebook and being like, I'm going to kick Greg Scordis's ass in court. <laughs> Didn't Russell Greer say that there was going to be, quote, blood all over the courtroom? Yes. Uh-huh. So the judge read that aloud, right? Yes. Uh-huh. And his, there is a, his response to it was, I was being hyperbolic to make a point. And the judge says, you don't see any difference between saying, I'm going to win this case with my awesome evidence and I'm going to kick Greg Scornis' ass and there will be blood. And what did, <laughs> what did Russell Greer say? <laughs> well, uh, and then afterwards, he's posting all over his Facebook. That judge was biased. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. It's it's, it's nuts. <laughs> There's no pill you can give these people. There's no surgery you can give these people. It's just like we just live in a world with these insanely random, chaotic elements. And at any point, one of them can walk into your game place and then hit you with their car. Why is there a car in quotes? I don't know. <laughs> is it not a car? I don't know. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's just like, this. It, it's depressing. It's just, oh, it's just so sad for me. Can I offer you a concession that might make you feel better? Sure. Um, okay. So Russell Greer, prior to suing Taylor Swift, was sued a stripper or threatened to sue a stripper and threatened to sue a hooker, both of which got dropped. And he has restraining orders from both of them now, I think. But... For some reason, he then latched on to celebrities mm -hmm. who have fuck you money. So That's this is probably the best possible timeline that he's suing the most famous pop stars on earth and not random strippers who probably don't have the money to def defend against constant lawsuits like Taylor Swift does. That's a really good point because it's not like like I remember you telling me the one time Russell Greer like sued a, an escort who was working at like a. Uh, the Bunny Ranch in Nevada? Yeah, the Bunny Ranch, which is like a legal brothel. It's like, yeah, I doubt the Bunny Ranch is going to be like, oh, don't worry, we'll cover your legal fees. No, it's like, I assume not. they're all independent contractors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Okay. Do you want to play Russell Greer's new song? I do, but I can't play it from my phone. I forgot because there's something with the media embedded that just doesn't work on iPhones. Can I email you the song? Sure. Or, or you can just, just name it to me and I'll just listen to it now in my headphones. What's it called? It's uh, called I Don't Get You Taylor Swift. That's the new song? Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's available on Kiwi Farms. I don't know where else. If you really want it, if, don't give Russell money, but it's available on CD Baby. Okay, I see it here on CD Baby. Let me see if there's a preview. There is, but you got to listen to the whole thing to get the real. Oh, God, are you serious? Yes. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me see if somebody's uploaded it to YouTube. And it's not the worst piece of shit I've ever heard in my life either. All right, I'm just going to listen to the CD Baby version. All right, by Russell Greer featuring Robbie Johnson. All right, the... The cover art is, it's, well, A, the aspect ratio is fucked. What's an aspect ratio? The uh, length to width. You ever see, like, those pictures that are, like, real stretched out or, like, way too fat? Yeah. Yeah, this is real stretched out, so he probably weighs twice this amount. Uh, He's wearing uh, white sunglasses. Is this, like, a reference to something Taylor Swift wore? Nope. Yeah, he's... (laughs) Wearing a suit, and he's holding up a sign that says, I get you, Taylor Swift, but he crossed out the word get, and he wrote in, don't get. I don't get why he didn't just put a little carrot. Don't. Why'd you cross out the get? I was literally about to say the same thing, because now get is on here twice. Yeah, it's like, I don't get get you, Taylor Swift. He also (laughs) has written this sign in that way that kids do where... They start writing big, but they realize they're running out of space. And so Taylor is huge, but then Swift gets smaller and smaller. Was this his only giant piece of paper? Maybe, I'm guessing the other side looks even worse, and he was like, I'll just flip this over. And this is clearly a professional photo taken in a studio. So, like, why didn't you just ask the photographer to Photoshop in where it's on the side? Okay. Why did you draw it in marker? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't... Okay, the the description here says, A catchy pop rock song that captures the pain and frustration of being discriminated by a world... Fa- I think he means discriminated against. Of course he does, oh, but he can't English. <laughs> discriminated by a world-famous celebrity. Redundant. Okay, I'm, I'm hitting play. Girl, I don't get you. You really don't mean, and that's quite mean. No, I don't get you. I really don't get you. Was the summer of 16? Finished my song for you. Sorry if it's cheesy, Megan, it wasn't easy. But you put a blank space over my name. I don't get you. I don't get you. When I got down, I turned up you sick beats. So I wrote you a song to say thanks for helping me get on my feet. But good intentions hit the fan. Yeah, you don't like your fans. And it's making me say, hey, girl, I don't get you. Nana Taylor Swift. This song came out, well, a couple of days ago. Yeah. And you already know all the lyrics? I've listened to it upwards of 20 times. <laughs> I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of The Loudest Podcast. We have not gotten to so many things. <laughs> How did this happen to us again? I have a whole outline. We were supposed to talk about... There's a million other Garfield apps. There's Like, I was going to do a review of all of them. People have sent us their dating profiles... We still haven't discussed what the bases are. It's because I have diarrhea of the ass and also the mouth. We're going to do it. So I have a million hysterics kills of kids. All right. We're going to get to tweet us and tell us what you really want to hear, listeners. Help us keep us on track. Okay. After you listen to this, tweet at us and tell us which of the topics that we haven't gotten to yet. Dating profiles, hysterics, kills a kid, what are the bases, additional Garfield apps you really want to hear. I also have a thing here called The Big Bang Theory Wattpad Erotic Fan Fiction. Oh yeah, there's some good. I read a hardcore anal sex scene the other day between Petty and Sheldon. <laughs> the Big Bang. 
It was great. Okay. So we've got that. Tweet at us. Use the hashtag loud equals funny. Uh, let us know what you want to hear. We're sorry. We just keep... We're, we, this is like... if This is two ADD kids with microphones. One of them who has a real problem with caffeine. Oh my gosh. Should not have drank that Diet Coke and that coffee. So that's why I thought you'd be inspired by my song And that you'd be open to helping me along But I guess I got you wrong No, I don't get you, Nana Taylor Swift We'll see you next time Bye (coughs) 